Hello, my name is Neil Jaworski, and I am a PhD student in the Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory. In this podcast, I will present an experiment conducted to test the effects of fiber, a direct-fed microbial, and feeding duration on ileal and total tract digestibility of energy and nutrients by pigs. This abstract was presented at the ASAS Midwest Section Meeting in March in Des Moines, Iowa, and it was abstract number 161. We will begin this podcast with the take-home message, and my hope is that it will spark your curiosity to continue listening to find out how we come to these conclusions. The first take-home message is that a five-day adaptation period to high-fiber diets is sufficient when determining concentrations of DE and ME in diets fed to pigs. And this is very important because most of the time when we submit publications that determine the DE and ME in high-fiber diets, reviewers always question whether or not a five-day adaptation period is sufficient. A second take-home message is that high-fiber diets reduce ileal and total tract digestibility of nutrients and energy, whereas DFM, or direct-fed microbial, addition did not ameliorate this negative effect. But DFM addition to a corn-soybean meal, low-fiber diet, increased the apparent ileal digestibility of ADF, NDF, and lysine. Finally, we determined that concentrations of digestible and metabolizable energy in diets increased 0.8 and 2.1% respectively over a six-week feeding period because the apparent ileal digestibility of starch increased over that time. So now that you know the take-home messages, we'll go into the introduction and why we conducted this experiment. So direct-fed microbials, which I'll abbreviate as DFM for the remainder of this presentation, have been indicated that they may increase nutrient digestibility. We wanted to answer the question, how long do we need to feed the DFM to observe the increase in nutrient digestibility, as well as does the DFM have the potential to colonize the gastrointestinal tract of the pig, and therefore we can remove the DFM from the feed and still maintain increased nutrient digestibility benefits without feeding the DFM. Dietary fiber, on the other hand, has been indicated to decrease nutrient and energy digestibility, and this is an acute effect. It happens in a relatively short time of feeding the dietary fiber, whereas when we feed dietary fiber for a prolonged period of time, we observed increased gastrointestinal tract size, and increased microbial population in the gastrointestinal tract. And this is a chronic effect of dietary fiber. It happens over a long period of time. And we hypothesized that as we feed dietary fiber over this long period of time, the increased GI tract size and microbial population would increase the pig's ability to digest ADF and NDF, or fiber, from its diet. Therefore, objective number one of this experiment was to determine the effects of a three-strain, bacillus-based, direct-fed microbial added to corn-soybean meal or corn-soybean meal, DDGS, wheat middlings diets on 
apparent ileal digestibility, and apparent total tract digestibility of energy and nutrients. And objective number two was to determine the AID and ATTD of nutrients and energy in corn-soybean meal and high-fiber diets with or without the addition of the DFM over a period of 12 weeks. We utilized 24 ileal cannulated barrows with an initial body weight of 31.5 plus or minus 1 kilogram randomly allotted to 24 different metabolism crates like the one shown in the picture that allowed for the total but separate collection of feces and urine and these pigs were allotted to four different treatments in a randomized complete block design. Within the four treatments, we had two different diet types, the low-fiber diets, or our standard corn-soybean meal diet, or our high-fiber diet, which contained corn-soybean meal, DDGS, and wheat middlings, and then two levels of DFM, 0 or 60 grams DFM per ton of feed. And the DFM contained 1.5 times 10 to the fifth colony forming units per kilogram. The corn soybean meal experimental diets, or the low fiber diets, were formulated to contain corn and soybean meal. And then we replaced 0.06% corn with DFM for the diet containing the direct fed microbial. Two additional diets were formulated as the high fiber diets where we replaced some corn and soybean meal with 30% DDGS and 10% wheat middlings. Again, we replaced 0.06% corn in the diet without DFM with the DFM in the diet containing the direct-fed microbial. So that's the diets with the plus sign in the DFM row. In the corn-soybean meal diet, the soluble dietary fiber concentration was approximately 0.9%, whereas in the high-fiber diets, it was approximately 1.8%. Insoluble dietary fiber concentration in the corn-soybean meal diets were approximately 7% less compared with the high-fiber diets, indicating that as we add 30% DDGS and 10% wheat middlings to the high-fiber diet, we increase the concentrations of soluble and insoluble dietary fiber. There were six experimental periods, and each period lasted 14 days. And this included a five-day adaptation period to the diets, a five-day total collection of feces and urine following the marker-to-marker -marker approach, so that's day five to day 11, and then on days 13 and 14, Ileal digesta was collected for eight hours on each day. Six pigs were allotted to each treatment. On this slide, we are looking at treatment one, where all pigs were fed a standard corn-soybean meal diet for all six periods. This was done so that we could determine the baseline measurement of feeding a low-fiber corn-soybean meal diet over a period of 12 weeks. Treatment two pigs were fed the corn-soybean meal diet in period one, but then in periods two, three, and four, pigs were fed the corn-soybean meal plus DFM diet. And then in periods five and six, the DFM was withdrawn 
from the corn soybean meal diet and pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet without the DFM. This was done to determine if any carryover effects exist due to DFM supplementation. Treatment 3 pigs again were fed the corn soybean meal diet in period 1 to establish baseline measurements, but then in periods 2, 3, and 4, pigs were fed the high fiber diet for that period of 6 weeks. Once again, in periods 5 and 6, the high fiber diets were withdrawn and pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diets to determine if any carryover effects of feeding a high fiber diet for a period of six weeks exists when pigs are switched back over to a standard corn soybean meal diet. And finally, treatment four pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet in period one, but then in periods two, three, and four, pigs were fed the high fiber diet plus the direct fed microbial. And then once again, in periods five and six, pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet and the DFM and fiber were withdrawn in order to determine if there were any carryover effects from feeding the high fiber diet plus the DFM. So all pigs in period one were fed the corn soybean meal diet to determine baseline measurements and then we could utilize period one as a covariate for when we analyzed periods two, three, and four using repeated measures analysis to test the effects of period, fiber level, or DFM. And finally, in periods five and six, pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet in order to determine if any carryover effects exist from the diet that was fed for a period of six weeks from periods two through four. Now we'll move into the results and discussion for this experiment. We will begin with focusing on results for treatment one and treatment two over the six experimental periods. Remember, treatment one pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet for all six periods, whereas treatment two, the DFM was added to the corn soybean meal diet in periods two, three, and four. The apparent ileal digestibility of starch in treatment one pigs is shown in this graph. Periods increase from period one in blue on the left of the graph to period six in the orange bar on the right of the graph. And we utilized orthogonal polynomial contrasts within each treatment to determine statistical significance of each experimental period. We observed that periods two through four had a tendency to have a greater AID of starch compared with period one. We also observed that periods five and six had a greater apparent ileal digestibility of starch compared with period one. This indicates that over that 12-week period, the apparent ileal digestibility of starch by pigs increased from 93 to 97% in a standard corn-soybean meal diet. Now, we are looking at a graph of the treatment to pigs apparent ileal digestibility of starch. Remember that treatment to pigs 
were fed the corn-soybean meal diet plus the DFM in periods 2, 3, and 4, so the pink, green, and red bars. We observed that periods 2 through 4 had a greater AID of starch compared with period 1, but we also observed that periods 5 and 6 had a greater AID of starch compared with period 1, indicating that again, as was observed for treatment 1 pigs, the apparent ileal digestibility of starch increased over time and that the addition of the direct-fed microbial to periods 2, 3, and 4 to the corn-soybean meal diet did not increase the AID of starch, rather the pig adapted over time and was able to increase the apparent ileal digestibility of starch in the corn-soybean meal diet. We observed that the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine was not different amongst the experimental periods for pigs fed treatment 1, the corn-soybean meal diet throughout the six periods. These results are in agreement with previous research by Stewart and others published in 2010 in the Journal of Animal Science that was also conducted in the Stein Monogastric Nutrition Laboratory. And therefore, we can confirm that the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine and most amino acids in a corn-soybean meal diet do not change over six experimental periods or 12 weeks time. However, we did observe that the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine in periods two through four, where pigs were fed the corn-soybean meal plus the direct-fed microbial, was increased compared with period one, as well as compared to periods five and six. And periods five and six were not different compared with period one. These results indicate that the direct-fed microbial increased the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine from 85 to approximately 87.5% in periods 2 through 4, and then when the DFM was withdrawn from the corn-soybean meal diet, the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine was reduced back to what it was in period 1, and therefore no carryover effects exist from feeding the direct-fed microbial, and it is concluded that the direct-fed microbial must be continuously fed. Now we'll move into the results for treatment 3 and treatment 4, where the high-fiber diet or the high-fiber diet plus DFM was fed in periods 2, 3, and 4. We observed that the apparent ileal digestibility of starch was greater in periods 2 through 4, where the high-fiber diet was fed, compared with period 1. This indicates that the apparent ileal digestibility of starch in a high-fiber diet is not reduced due to the addition of DDGS or wheat middlings. These results make sense because the contribution of starch from DDGS and wheat middlings to this corn-soybean meal diet is fairly low, and therefore, most of the starch contribution in the high-fiber diet is still coming from corn, and we observed previously that the digestibility of starch in the corn-soybean meal diet increased over time, and therefore, we observed a similar response here with treatment three pigs. 
Also, in agreement with our previous results, pigs fed the high-fiber diet plus the direct-fed microbial in periods 2 through 4 had increased AID of starch compared with period 1, but when the high-fiber diet and the DFM were withdrawn and pigs were fed the corn-soybean meal diet in periods 5 and 6, the AID of starch was greater compared with period 1 and was not different compared with periods 2 through 4, indicating that the apparent ileal digestibility of starch increased over time over the six experimental periods, regardless of diet type or the addition of the direct-fed microbial. We observed that the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine was reduced in periods 2 through 4 when pigs were fed the high-fiber diet compared with period 1 and periods 5 and 6, and periods 5 and 6 were not different compared with period 1. The reduction in the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine in the high-fiber diets may be attributed to the fact that DDGS and wheat middlings contain greater concentrations of lysine and have lower digestibilities of lysine, and therefore the digestibility of the high-fiber diet is reduced compared with our corn-soybean meal diets that were fed in period 1 and periods 5 and 6. This also indicates that when the high-fiber diet is withdrawn and the corn-soybean meal diet is fed, digestibility values of lysine are improved to what was observed in period 1 and that no negative carryover effects on the AID of lysine are observed when feeding the high-fiber diet and then switching pigs back to a standard corn-soybean meal diet. The addition of the direct-fed microbial to the high-fiber diets in periods 2 through 4 did not ameliorate the negative effect that the high-fiber diet had on the apparent ileal digestibility of lysine, and therefore the AID of lysine in periods 2 through 4 were less compared with period 1 and periods 5 and 6. And again, no carryover effects of the high-fiber diet plus DFM were observed. Now, we will move into the results where we utilized repeated measures analysis during periods 2, 3, and 4 to test the main effects of fiber level, the addition of the direct-fed microbial, and experimental period on the apparent ileal digestibility of starch, the apparent total tract digestibility of neutral detergent fiber, and digestible energy. First, let me take a moment to set up this slide. On the x-axis, we have experimental periods 2, 3, and 4. The orange bars are our corn-soybean meal diets. Our green bars are our high-fiber corn-soy DDGS wheat middlings diets. And the dotted bars are diets that contained the direct-fed microbial. We observed that the apparent ileal digestibility of starch increased from period 2 to period 4 as the pig was fed their respective diets. We did not observe any effect of fiber or DFM on the apparent ileal digestibility of starch. Now we will move back into results from treatment 1 
where pigs were fed the corn and soybean meal diet throughout the six experimental periods, and treatment two, where pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet with the direct-fed microbial in periods two through four, and look at the effects over time on the apparent total tract digestibility of neutral detergent fiber and digestible energy. The apparent total tract digestibility of NDF was greater in periods five and six compared with periods two through four and period one. However, it was that sixth experimental period that had the substantial increase in the apparent total tract digestibility of NDF that induced this statistical effect. Therefore, we conclude that pigs fed a corn-soybean meal diet over six experimental periods only had an increase in apparent total tract digestibility of NDF at about the 12th week, and NDF digestibility was fairly stable from 69 to 70% over the other five experimental periods. And therefore, we conclude that our hypothesis was incorrect and that the apparent total tract digestibility of NDF does not substantially increase over a 12-week period of time when pigs are fed a standard corn-soybean meal diet. For pigs fed the corn-soybean meal plus the DFM in periods 2 through 4, we observed a reduction in the HEDD of NDF compared with pigs fed the corn-soybean meal diet without DFM in period 1 and periods 5 and 6. We also observed that the ATDD of NDF in periods 5 and 6 was not different compared with period 1, indicating that no carryover effects exist from the addition of the direct-fed microbial to the corn-soybean meal diet in periods 2 through 4. Pigs fed the corn-soybean meal diet for all six experimental periods had an increased digestible energy in kcals per kilogram in periods 2 through 4 compared with period 1, periods 5 and 6 compared with periods 2 through 4, as well as compared with period 1, indicating that over the course of 12 weeks, pigs fed a corn-soybean meal diet had an increase in digestible energy. The increase in digestible energy is attributed to the increase in the apparent ileal digestibility of starch over the 12-week experimental period. This is in contrast to our hypothesis that fiber digestibility would increase over the six experimental periods and therefore would increase digestible energy. But rather, it was an increase in the apparent ileal digestibility of starch that was attributed to the increased digestible energy over the 12-week experiment. We observed that the digestible energy in pigs allotted to treatment 2 did not increase over the six experimental periods. This may be attributed to the addition of the direct-fed microbial in periods 2 through 4, and perhaps the DFM increased DE ever so slightly this may have made it more difficult to distinguish the statistical increase from 3,398 kcals per kilogram DE 
in period 1 to the 3,447 kcals per kilogram DE in period 6. Now we will move into results from pigs allotted to treatment 3 and treatment 4 where pigs were fed the high-fiber diet or the high-fiber diet plus DFM in periods 2 through 4. We observed that pigs fed the high-fiber diet during periods 2 through 4 had a reduced HEDD of NDF compared with pigs fed the corn-soybean meal diet in period 1 and periods 5 and 6, indicating that the addition of DDGS and wheat middlings to the corn-soybean meal diet reduced the ATTD of NDF, which may be attributed to the lower digestibility of NDF in both DDGS and wheat middlings compared with corn and soybean meal. No carryover effect on the apparent total tract digestibility of NDF was observed when the high-fiber diet was withdrawn and pigs were switched back over to the corn-soybean meal diet in periods 5 and 6, the addition of the direct-fed microbial to the high-fiber diets in periods 2 through 4 did not improve the apparent total tract digestibility of NDF to that of the corn-soybean meal diet that was fed in period 1 and periods 5 and 6. We observed that the digestible energy in period 1 and periods 5 and 6 was greater compared with periods 2 through 4, where pigs were fed the high-fiber diet. This was expected because the high-fiber diet was formulated to contain less digestible energy compared with the corn-soybean meal diet. We also observed that periods 5 and 6 had a greater DE compared with period 1, where pigs were fed the corn-soybean meal diet, indicating that digestible energy continued to increase throughout the experiment. We observed that the digestible energy was not improved in periods 2 through 4 to that of period 1 and periods 5 and 6, and we conclude that the addition of the direct-fed microbial to the high-fiber diet did not ameliorate the negative effects of adding DDGS and wheat middlings to a corn-soybean meal diet on the digestible energy concentration of those diets. Finally, we'll move into results for periods 2, 3, and 4, again, where we tested the effects of fiber level, direct-fed microbial addition, and period on the apparent total tract digestibility of NDF and digestible energy. We observed that the apparent total tract digestibility of neutral detergent fiber was reduced when pigs were fed high-fiber diets compared with pigs fed the corn-soybean meal diets. We observed no effect of period or DFM on the ATTD of NDF, indicating that the ATTD of NDF does not change over time and that a five-day adaptation period that was utilized in period two resulted in similar ATTD of NDF values 
for corn soybean meal or high fiber diets compared with period four, where pigs would have had a 33 day adaptation period to the diets. We observed that the DE increased in period two to period four as pigs were fed the corn soybean meal diet, the corn soybean meal plus DFM, the high fiber diet, or the high fiber plus DFM diet. We attribute this increase in DE over time to the increase in apparent ileal digestibility of starch that was observed over time. It was also observed that the high fiber diets had reduced digestible energy compared with the corn soybean meal diets, but again, this was expected because the high fiber diets were formulated to contain less DE than the corn soybean meal diets. Also, the addition of the DFM to the corn soybean meal or the high fiber diet had no effect on the concentration of digestible energy. In conclusion, we observed that the high fiber diets had a decreased apparent ileal digestibility of lysine and apparent total tract digestibility of ADF and NDF. However, the apparent ileal digestibility of starch was not affected. The addition of the three-strain bacillus-based DFM to the low-fiber diet or the corn-soybean meal diet increased the AID of lysine. And finally, we observed that the apparent ileal digestibility of starch increased over time regardless of diet type or DFM addition and therefore digestible and metabolizable energy increased over time. We'd like to acknowledge Danisco Animal Nutrition, DuPont Industrial Biosciences for funding this research. And thank you for listening to this edition of the Stein Monogastric Nutrition Group's podcast.